0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Signal News Podcast. I'm Kayla Santana and this is a weekly podcast where every week I will be sitting down with a different Signal reporter and I will wrap up the week's stories. So if you ever want to go and read the stories for yourself you can go to www.csusignal.com. So on this week's episode we have a editor from The Signal so why don't you introduce yourself.
1: Hey there everybody I'm Andrew Cabrera. Uh, I'm currently an editor and writer and photographer and social media, everything for the, the Signal.
0: Um. So, what made you want to work in journalism and ultimately be an editor for the Signal?
1: Um. Starting off, I really liked writing. Uh. I actually, started as a business major, so that doesn't have any writing. So I jumped to English, but then that's way too much writing, and that's about like Shakespeare and like dead people. So I was like I want to be creative so then I looked at The Signal and I thought this could be a cool like place for me to explore my creativity and tell stories that wouldn't normally not be told like I um, last semester I wrote about car culture and like car scenes and stuff and then sneakerheads and I did a story about the best donuts. Like, that's just random stuff that I thought was cool, and I wouldn't be able to write that if I was an English major.
0: <laughs> that's true. So are you a, um, a communication major right now? Yeah. You jumped over. That's cool. So how has your experience been working at The Signal so far?
1: So far, it's pretty fun. Like Overall, uh, I feel like we're a family. We still haven't gone out to San Francisco and did that trip, but we do small trips and small get-togethers. So overall, it's pretty fun. We see each other as, well, at least I see them as friends. (laughs) Like I'm getting married soon and I'm planning on inviting them. It feels like the office.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's really beautiful. (laughs) So why don't you tell me about, you told me all the stories earlier, some of your um, creative stories. Is there a story that you've had, that you've written so far that's been your favorite?
1: Uh. Honestly, I haven't really written that much this semester. Like, the last one I did was about gummy snacks.
0: Or even last semester. What, like, out of all your Signal stories you've written, what's been your favorite story that you've written?
1: Um, I'd say the the car culture, because that, that happened right after I hosted my first car show at uh, downtown Modesto's, I think it's Regal, uh, for the Fast and the Furious last fast and furious movie yeah i was like hey i want to do a car show here and they're like all right sure let's do it really yeah I did that's not. cool <laughs> so we got yeah i don't really tell a lot of people but we got um 95.1 on the radio station to like promote us and then we had like jamba juice promote us and like we had a really good ter- turnout. So then, from there, I was like, "Oh, I want to write about not just this, but I want to write about the car community and how Fast and the Furious may or may not have um, sparked an interest in the the younger generations of car enthusiasts."
0: I know this has like really, you know, nothing to do with it, but I was listening to a podcast and they were um, like rewatching the first Fast and Furious movies, and they were okay. talking about how when they were younger, you know, they were in like college when the, first, when the movie came out and it sparked this really big interest of like, they just thought cars are so cool now. And yeah. you know, let's r- get in really cool cars and let's pretend we're, you know, racing there in LA. But you know, it probably did spark
1: an
0: you know, interesting car culture.
1: Yeah, I, I found out that a lot of people did, they're like, oh, I want so-and-so's car. I want an Eclipse. I want even, I kind of want Brian's uh, truck. <laughs> the red truck just to have, just so I can be like, yeah, it's Brian's truck. I know Hot Wheels just came out with their Fast and the Furious first movie um, cars, like die-cast cars. So that's a big, I sell Hot Wheels, so this is why I know this. <laughs> um, it's a pretty big thing right now because I think it's that nostalgic feel like maybe you can buy the actual Eclipse, but you can buy a small model mm-hmm. of it or the Mazda RX-7 or any of that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, um closing out, is there any story that you want to write in the future?
1: I'm actually writing another story about the car community. Um Earlier, last month in March, there was um side... Do you know what sh- side shows are?
0: Hmm. So are they the ones that they do in like um, over like in Modesto, right? So are they the ones that do them over there by like um, sprouts and stuff like
1: that? Yeah, they're they do. It's a group.
0: Okay. So first off, it's
1: okay. a it's a it was a small group that they would either block off freeways or they would block off entrances to parking lots, and pretty much all they do is just do burnouts and donuts.
0: Oh, okay. No, that don't know what that is. <laughs>
1: I think what you're thinking about is, like, the, the Friday night car shows, and they just all, like, stand out in front of their cars. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a in and out in Modesto. They do that, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm writing about is um, the person that organized most of those events was arrested. So, well, first off, sideshows aren't that uh, positive in the car community because from that, um, we got the law that banned um, too loud of an exhaust on your car. Mm. So, like, my car, I had to take the exhaust off. My friend's cars, we had to go all the way back to stock. So, it's kind of like, I want to write about how the car community is rebuilding itself after he was arrested. So, now we should be going back up to where it should be. So, like, the car community is, like, healing now. And I'm just curious to see... Now that Sideshows, well, Sideshows will never be dead, but at least a good portion of it locally will be gone. So that's what I'm looking at for this next issue.
0: That's interesting. Well, um, talking about next issue, so we haven't really been on since the last time we uh, I uh, did the last episode. So March's print issue has came out. We're going to talk a little bit about that today, talk a little bit about what's coming next issue um but what also happened in march was we had spring break and since you're in charge of social media something super interesting happened on the signal social media during spring break if you want to talk a little bit about that
1: so over spring break um we did a spring break takeover where not just reporters in the class or editors but anybody that's associated with the signal was able to take over our instagram for the day and um they were able to just pretty much post whatever they're doing. Um, we had a student go. Well, first it was Adam. Adam started it off. He did a really good job because he's just so funny.
0: And I liked that. Um, so Adam was talking about how it was the, um, the first. It was the first day of spring yeah. break that he was going home, so he was packing, yeah. and that's a lot of. <laughs> That, I forget, since I commute here and I live really close, that people live here and they go back home for spring break. Yeah. So that was really interesting.
1: Yeah, he did a really good job. Um, that was the first Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then the next day was my takeover, and I went to Elk Grove for a car show. That was pretty fun because that was the first time I won uh, an award for my car. So that was a pretty big thing, and I, I think having The Signal being a part of that was even bigger because I got to put myself on a platform that usually I don't have. Um, after that we had some students just, they just did chores. Alyssa went to work and then realized she didn't have work. That was really funny. (laughs) Um, Danielle went to Yosemite. Mm-hmm. That was pretty nice to see. I've never been to Yosemite, so it's kind of like...
0: I haven't either, but... Yeah, it's like,
1: <laughs> we live in California. We don't even live that far. It's not I, that we far. I take the trip, though. That would be a fun signal trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I think overall it was really good. We got a lot of good feedback from people. Um, usually during breaks, that's when we see a, a, a pretty drastic drop in followers. So instead during spring break we actually gained about 20 to 25 followers which is really surprising because when I post so because I run Instagram and Twitter once I post a picture of people they don't really like people like I I always say people don't like people but if I post a picture of one of the cats on campus it gets like 100 likes (laughs) but then if I post a picture of uh, a guest speaker that comes into class it'll possibly get like 60 likes but then uh, I post a picture of turtles, and that gets, like, 300 likes. So it's mm-hmm. like people don't like people. But for some reason, spring break really, people really like people during spring break.
0: As you, um, since you're in charge of social media, as you went from the stories from Saturday to, you know, the end of the week, and people started being aware of them, did you get more views each story? Do you know that?
1: We did. We did a lot. It was really interesting to see the numbers slowly grow up. Um, like the first the first day with Adam, we were just around three to four hundred views, and then the Sunday before spring break, we were hitting about like 1200 to like it was it was incredible to see how many people were interested to see what we were doing in spring break.
0: That That is really interesting. That's really cool. Um, yeah. It was a cool, was a cool experiment. Um, do you plan to do it during summer maybe?
1: I'm not sure about summer. I think that would be really fun though. But I'm not sure how we would do that with reporters that are leaving the signal. Because mm-hmm. the signal is just a class. Mm-hmm. So once they leave, I'm not sure if we would still have contact with them. Mm-hmm. I do kind of want to do it during the weekends though. Mm-hmm during school because during the weekends there's really nothing to post on our Instagram other than pictures I've taken prior to Saturday, Sunday and even that people aren't really like, oh it's Saturday night, I'm gonna go on the Signals Instagram and see what they're doing that's a picture of a cat Like, I kind of think if people took over regularly over the weekend that would bring in more people and viewership and yeah.
0: Well, let's move on to the stories. Um, we chose the top four stories from this issue, which came out um, March 17th. So let's talk a little bit about um, who covered the stories, what the stories were. Um, yeah. So so the first story that, um, it's the first story right when you open, mm-hmm. if you want to talk about it, because this is your reporter.
1: Yeah. So Alyssa Patterson wrote about uh, the Cypher Project, which is Nevin Chalker's, like, baby, pretty it, much. It
0: basically is so... Uh, <laughs> I I obviously work here at KCSS, yeah. so I've been behind the scenes. It is his pride and joy.
1: Yeah. I know. He, he's been talking about it for a while, and he was like, we're finally doing a second one. It's going to be even better than the first. And I was like, Alyssa, you need to get on this. Like, this is a story. This is a big story that's happening for not just KCSS or Nevin, but local artists that need a voice because this is pretty cool. Like, to be honest, this is really cool.
0: It's really cool. And and if you've ever seen any of the videos, they're super well put together. They're really nice. And it's crazy because the first one took a little while to get off the ground just because it was the first one. But the second one has gone by so fast. They're going to start the third one already. Mm-hmm. And even in the first one, he had you know a lot of people send in. But then as the second one came in, it was even more like local yeah. artists. And it's, I think it's such a beautiful way to shine light on the local artists that we have here around the area.
1: Yeah. I'm really excited. I'm actually working with him on the third video. Um, little spoiler. It's a little... Not a lot of people know what we're planning on for the third one, but we're thinking of tying it in with my passion, the car community. So we're bringing in a lot of exotic cars. We'll have like Lambos and Ferraris, and maybe even throwing a, a G wagon. Just that was that was Nevin's idea. He's like, "I need a G wagon," and I was like, "All right, I got you." <laughs> like, just tell me what cars, and I'll find them for us. So
0: that's cool. That's interesting. Yeah. I love it. So next story that we. That we're moving on to... Um,
1: All right. So uh, Austin wrote about the first uh, Stan State's inaugural hackathon, which is a pretty cool well, hackathon. I don't even know how you describe a hackathon other than it's cool. Like.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's the Computer Science Club here on campus. Uh, the hackathon actually hasn't happened yet. It's happening April twenty seventh, but um,
0: um, that one's going to be here, right? Yeah, okay. they attended. Um, in the story, they attended UC Merced's Hackathon. Yeah, and they won um, a couple of categories in that event too. So yeah, it's just I think it's cool that we're bringing opportunities that we um, encountered in other schools, and then now bringing them to Stan State, which is super interesting.
1: Yeah. So like the the third sentence pretty much summarizes how. You would describe a hackathon as the objective of this event is to create a software to fix a problem that is within the community so that's that's pretty cool that's interesting to to have here on campus and it's a big idea for a small community yeah
0: and they have 12 hours to do it so that's that's a really cool part (laughs) so then the next story that we have is actually our cover story And it was written by Paula Sanchez Luna and Juan Ruiz. Um, This story was about Hispanic parents and students share um, the emotional impact of college education. So basically, Stan State is um, known as a Hispanic-serving institution, and we have about 51% of students identifying Hispanic and... um, the story was just about talking to Hispanic parents about their children and um, that they want them to pursue you know higher education and just the fact that they are is really special to them. A lot of them you know are first generation students, so it meant a lot especially to the our community mm-hmm. um, and it was a really important story. I highly recommend everyone to check it out
1: i I think I really like the the layout of this the story because it almost feels like a a family's like photo album the way that you see all these families and they're super happy. They're smiling and you could kind of feel the the parents being proud of their their kids, like through the pictures, which I think is a really nice touch. Yeah,
0: it was really beautiful, and the fact that it was written in English and Spanish, so yeah. that are, all communities can read it. So the last story that we have, um, is there was a super smash um bros tournament here on campus and basically back in February is when they hosted this and there were sixty one competitors all over from the valley that came in and it was um the first of many Smash tournaments that will be held um on campus.
1: Yeah. Brianna did a really good job.
0: Oh um, yeah, this was written this was written by Brianna, sorry.
1: <laughs> she did a really good job of making something that um, I would say a majority people don't really know about, like esports, and making that interesting not just to the small group that does follow this, but to everyone that may or may not n- know about these kind of tournaments. Like, they're real and they're really cool.
0: Or even just the things that are going on on campus. I feel like... Um, yeah. A lot of us, since we, you know, are commuters, we don't really know about the things that are happening, you know, um, when we're not in class. So, there's just, she did a really great job of taking what's important about this and then bringing awareness to the things that are going that are on campus.
1: Yeah, I agree. Hmm.
0: So, those are the four stories that we chose to pick out um, from the March I- issue. But there, are, all of the stories are really important. It was a really it was a really important issue. I highly recommend. They're still available to pick up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was a really big issue, so you can still go and pick up these stories before the next issue comes out, April seventeenth. That one should be a really big issue too. Yes. Um, it's going to be packed. And then we have one more issue, which will be the May edition, mm-hmm. right before everyone graduates, and then Signal will take a break. Correct?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So thank you for listening. Um, you guys can always find the Signal on social media if you want. You know, handle that, Andrew.
1: Uh, social media is CSU Signal on both Facebook and Twitter, and then CSU underscore Signal for Instagram. We used to have a Snapchat, but like I say, Snapchat's dead. So
0: Snapchat so, is really dead. Yeah, but yeah. So thanks everybody for listening. Um, tune in next week. We should have another reporter or editor uh, on the episode, and we'll talk a little bit about the stories that happen on web next week. Thanks everybody.
1: See